Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Linda McKissick. Hi, Linda. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. And Linda's joining us from my old stomping ground, Dallas, Fort Worth, specifically. She's in Flower Mound, Texas. Um, although I was in Fort Worth, so pretty much their cousins. Um, Welcome, and I'm excited to have you on the show, Linda. You bring a tremendous amount of not only experience, but my goodness, success. Uh, and going from, as, as you mentioned to me prior to the show, you, know, you started in the 90s with $600,000 in debt uh, from a failed business venture, and now you and your husband and your team generate over $2 million passively from your investments. So uh, Linda is the president of ATPL Inc. And uh, that stands for a truly perfect life. Is that correct? Right? Did I get that right? That's absolutely correct. Okay, good. And who the heck doesn't want a a truly perfect life? I mean, my gosh, (laughs) that sounds amazing. Uh, So with that being said, Linda, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Um, actually, in the late 80s, uh, I'm about 23 years old at that time, hadn't quite figured out what I could do to make very much money in life. I'd tried a little bit of everything, everything from grocery store to fast food to driving a bread truck, you name it, I tried it all. Uh, and to be honest with you, I was a little bit frustrated because I couldn't figure out how to make uh, a lot of money, but I'm a hard worker. And so I thought there's got to be something in my Husband happened to own uh, restaurants and nightclubs at the time, and he uh, came to me uh, in the late 80s, and uh, I knew something was wrong because, quite honestly, Joe, he wasn't sleeping very well. He uh, would stay up most of the night, and what I would soon find out is he would stay up because the Texas economy had actually crashed about that time. We're based on real estate, savings and loan, and oil, and all of them kind of collapsed at the same time. And so in the 80s, if you owned your own business and you ran out of money, you just went and got another line of credit. And so... Uh, the bankers all got nervous and started calling the lines of credit due, and we found ourselves $600,000 upside down in debt. So um, that kind of sent us both reeling a little bit, and um, I looked at my husband. He said, I need some help, and I said, "I'm, you know, I'm a hard worker, but you also know I really haven't figured out anything I can do to make very much money. What do you think I should do? And he said, you know, a real estate mentor, uh, when I played peewee football, I heard him say one time that if you want to make a lot of money, real estate is the way to do it. And so my husband and I laughed today because I'm sure the guy meant to buy some real estate, not to put your wife to work in real estate. (laughs) But quite honestly, it was a perfect fit. Um, I got my real estate license, um, quite honestly, didn't do very well. I only made $3,000. My 
the first year. My husband said that was extremely gross compared, compared to the amount of money he had in debt. But you know what? It seemed to be a good fit because there was a, a huge upside in selling real estate. It didn't didn't have any limits. And the more you were willing to learn and the quicker you were willing to learn and the, as hard as you were willing to work, that's how much money you could make. And that was exactly what we needed. So once I got my bearings about how you do this business and what you do, I started making good money and we were able to eventually pay back all that um, debt and because um, bankers would eventually take a, you know, a discount on the note. And so eventually it was working so well. My husband joined me in the real estate sales business. We built one of the number one teams in the country as far as number of transactions still are today. Uh, but I had a wake up call one day, Joe, I realized that the last day I sold my last house would be the last dollar I'd ever make. And quite honestly, that bothered me because I had quit a job um, that I really didn't like going in at eight and getting off at five. Um, and I didn't like those confinements of how much money you could make. But I hadn't really paid attention that really all I was doing was tra trading that job where I worked for someone else for a job where I worked for myself. And that if I didn't figure out some way to get money to come in passively, that uh, my money was only going to come in as long as I was out there working and, and selling houses. And so that bothered me. That began to really, really up, uh, make me start thinking about what the, how do you get money to come in passively and what do wealthy people do and how do I get my life back? Because quite honestly, I was working 60, 80 hours a week in real estate uh, and uh, I am a hard worker, but I did start to want more freedoms than that. And so that kind of led me creating a successful real estate business. And in the early 90s, we decided that we would create a real estate investing plan that would throw us off of, uh, about 240000 a year. We built that plan, you know, decided we really needed to buy 20 investment properties, have them free and clear in about 15 years, and then we'd have our freedom. And so that began to be our very first uh, plan of how to create a passive stream of income uh, and then as we begin to do that and we would share our plan with other people and they begin to be successful, we would eventually really, it would lead me to a place where I feel is where I was supposed to be all along, which is it led me to my passion of helping other um, successful but overworked entrepreneurs understand the power of passive income and leverage so that they can create freedom and margin for what matters most. And I think our journey always does lead us somewhere to where our true passion really is. Uh, and I think all of those things happen for a reason so that we would create that plan and eventually write that investment book on how to uh, find and buy and rent real estate to build wealth long term. So that's really kind of how I got to where I am today. Now we've bought and sold over uh, and held on to over 300 property over that time frame since uh, early 1992 until now. Uh, and we just feel like our plan is simple and easy and we've helped a lot of other people do it. And it's kind of just created a lot of fun and excitement for us to be able to do that. So you started out as a real estate agent and then you put together a plan. Um, what specifically did you start investing in? What type of real estate asset? Um, actually, we started and pretty much have stayed in single family. We do have some commercial and we have some nightly rentals. But the simplest thing for us would be something we already knew and understood. And so uh, we just got into single-family houses. We also liked the idea that we could sell them to a retail buyer. Uh, and so, quite honestly, you know, 100, um, you know, single-family investments this is kind of what we have today. We have about six commercial buildings and 11 uh, nightly rentals in Branson, Missouri. All right. And you're, you're $600,000 in debt um, initially, not now. 
<laughs> but you exactly. were uh, $600,000 in debt. How do you buy your first property and how do you scale from out of the 600K hole to um, profitability? That's a great question because I get that question a lot from people. How do you invest in real estate when you don't really have either the uh, financial um, credit to be able to do it or money? And so I always say you got to put your entrepreneurial hat on. Uh, one day I came home, I'd found a great property. I was all excited about it because we'd built this plan and we were going to invest in real estate. And my husband looks at me and said, that's great, but what are we going to, how are we going to buy that? <laughs> we haven't gotten everybody paid back. You know, we're not going to be able to go to the bank, get the money. And I said, you know what? Lou Kraft was a builder that I'd had for about three or four years at the time. Wonderful man. I knew how he was about money. I knew how he was uh, about me making money. Uh, I knew how he was kind of as a partner in the real estate world of me, him building product and me selling it. So I knew I could work with him. And I just said, I think Lou will do it with us. I think if I go and ask him, he will he will invest with us. And sure enough, that's what we did. We bought the first property with him. Uh, it was a fix. It was a, a definitely a fix up. It had some foundation issues, different things like that. Lou went in. I put my commission in. Uh, Lou went in and did the work. We flipped that property uh, and then took that money and bought our first property that we would eventually hold. Um, and so that's how we got started. We went and found somebody who had the uh, ability and the means to do it. And we just said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And, and he said, yes. So I think you can always find someone out there that will take your expertise uh, and be happy to go along with you, uh, beside you. And that's exactly what we did. Now, uh, that's, that's how we actually got our real estate investing launched. Based on your 25 years of experience as real estate investor and going from, uh, 600K in the hole to 2 million passively, uh, through your investments today, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice would be to never be over leveraged. Uh, the property must cash flow, even if it's a dollar. Uh, you make your money when you buy it. You know, cash flow is king uh, because really, you know, when you look at most people that lose money in real estate investing, the reason they lose money is because uh, they're really more speculators than they are investors. They they buy and bet on appreciation. Um you know, they don't uh, think about it not cash flowing when they first buy it or they're over leveraged in it. And so our our best advice would just you're just never to be over leveraged in a property because we bought in every single market that's come along. Uh, and we've had several dips in the Texas economy. Uh, we've got a great economy going on right now. And our, our method has worked no matter what the economy is doing. And we haven't lost any properties uh, ever because we, we, we heed that advice and we're just never over leveraged in any property. And if I remember correctly, you said you were putting 15 year more, uh, loans on your properties and then in the 15 years they're paid off and then it's a whole lot of cash flow coming in, um, which definitely helps with the whole, whole leverage thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're, when we started it at the time we started, my husband was in his late 30s, he really wanted to have something in place by the time he was uh, in his 60s. And that's why we did the 15, no more than 20. We did a few on 20. Um, but we really tried to stick to the 15-year um, payout because uh, that would give us, you know, at that time, the cash flow we were after was only 250000 240000 And so, we, you know, we said, well, that'll be perfectly. We'll give ourselves five years to buy the first, I mean, buy the properties. We'll finance them, have them pay off in 15. It'll be right around when he's 60. It'll be perfect. And so that was why our strategy came up. You know, we as 
you know, my nephew who started and did our strategy, he did it on 30 year because he was much younger. So, but for us, that time frame really was what we needed to do. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. Best ever book you've read? Uh, it would have to, I've read so many. I'm an avid reader, read all the time. I'd say the best one ever has to be Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki because it was his quadrant in there that really made us understand and look at um, how 95% of the world's money comes in on the left side, which is either they're a self-employed person or they're an employee. Uh, and that most millionaires start out on the left and eventually move to the right. And the right would be where you have businesses, which are people making you money, or you have investments, which are assets making you money. And so that one concept was game changer for us because we started looking at everything uh, as a way to get money. If it started out on the left, how do we eventually get it to the right? Uh, and so most people talk about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a great book, by the way. But I think the real game changer comes in Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki because it really changes the way you look at money and makes you understand the way wealthy look at money. And if our goal is freedom and wealth, then we have to really understand the importance of having our money come in on that right side of the quadrant. And best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that or perhaps that book. So freebesteverbook.com. All right, Linda, best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. You know, Joe, I'd have to say that being the $600,000 in debt, um, you know, I can very uh, honestly say, I can't say I always was at that place at a with a good attitude or a great attitude about being where we were because it was quite honestly fearful. Uh, It was, you know, hard because I had small children at home and had to leave those guys uh, with someone else to go try to help us get out of this situation. But I have to be honest, I think in any situation where you have a failure or setback, uh, it really does, it can become your launching pad to a better life. And if we learn the lessons of what allowed us to get there and be there and then kind of reverse that, if you will, Uh, that's really the game plan to create a better life and a better financial situation. So, you know, I always think the worst situation, the the, the time you grew the most or had a setback or a failure really can wind up being the best also because it was a game changer for me. I don't know that I would have ever retched deep into who I was and figured out what skills and talents uh, and what did I need to learn and what mentors and coaches did I need to find to be able to have you know, a better financial situation and never have that happen again. So I'd have to say the the crash in the 80s, late 80s, that took my husband's businesses out uh, because I don't think I would be where we were today if we hadn't had that happen. Best ever success habit you practice? You know, I would say probably the best successful uh, habit that we practice or that I practice on a regular basis is always working on passive income so that I can have freedom. I never, ever want, you know, we've seen a lot of crashes in the economy, you know, over the years. Um, and I think if we can always consciously be working on creating a passive stream of income and honestly, more than one, um, you know, two or three, or, you know, we went for seven because we just felt like, you know, that that was a number one of our mentors or coaches said based on our lifestyle at the time. Uh, and so we just made it a practice that to take every cash flow money that we have coming in and turn it into a passive income so that we are always keeping keeping freedom. So always focused on that passive number and always focused on something in my plan that's going to be moving me uh, towards that freedom. Best ever deal you've done? 
Best ever deal. You know, I'd have to say that probably the second deal we ever did, uh, which was uh, uh, we took that 15000 from the first house we flipped, uh, and we put it into this old house that we eventually made into a fourplex. Uh, we paid 15000 for it, but it's funny story. My husband got his notice in the mail about how much you could get from your Social Security if you took it at age 60-something. I don't remember what the age was. And it was going to be like $1,300. And that one property brings us in 2200 every month passively. And so, you know, we've got so many great deals, but I'd have to say that one because that one really be- kind of became the launching pad to us having a hold strategy where we where our, our strategy is to hold and build wealth long-term through real estate. So I'd have to say the second property we bought that we still have today. Best ever quote. Uh, if you don't design your life, somebody or something else will. I think about this every day. It helps me prioritize what I'm going to do for the day. It helps me realize that it, it, it is up to me to decide what my life looks like and not to leave it, um, you know, just to happenstance or to someone else's game plan. And so uh, I just really every day sit up and say, you know, it's up to me to decide what that life's going to look like. And I'm always looking five, 10 years out to see great lives or great, um, you know, people that have built something amazing that I maybe would want to emulate and just and figure out how to do how they did it and do it myself. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Uh, the biggest mistake we've made in real estate, um, in investing in real estate, I'd probably say not holding a property, uh, selling it too soon and uh, losing money when if we'd held it long term, we would have been just fine. So I'd say getting a little panicky on something uh, because we maybe thought mm, maybe we paid a little bit too much. But if we'd have held it long term, we'd have been fine. What's the best ever place to reach you? The best ever place to reach me is probably lindamckissick.com. Uh, would be a, an awesome place. It's Linda McKissick, M-C-K-I-S-S-A-C-K dot com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. Truly an inspirational story uh, that is filled with practical advice and real life examples of how to create passive income streams and how to uh, approach your strategy when you're creating the passive income streams uh, from a leverage standpoint, and it is uh, it's it's a it's an approach that I think can be applied to a lot of the best ever listeners um, who have uh, either full time jobs uh, because quite frankly, you just buy a house, put a 15 year mortgage on it, uh, let mortgage do its ma- or let real estate do its magic, and then get more intelligent with each. Uh, subsequent purchase and keep keep doing it that way. Uh, and then best ever listeners who in your were similar to your situation were a real estate agent partnering up with others. Or if you're not a real estate agent, partnering up with other investors or maybe a real estate agent sharing in the profits and investing intelligently in your first property and then scaling from there. So thank you so much for sharing your advice and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe. 